It is Monday on Daily Delivery. I'm Michael Rand. Patrick Royce here with me as well. Um, Patrick, we got to get to a bunch of stuff today. You know, as we as we've said this time of year, it uh, it gets crowded. Although uh, maybe a little bit of a, a little bit of a chance to sp- spread things out a little bit since the Vikings don't play until tonight. But we'll certainly set up that game against the Eagles Monday Night Football. Gophers beat Colorado badly this weekend. Colorado got beat so badly their AD felt the need to apologize. I'll read that to you in a little bit as well. Um, Minnesota United in trouble, some other NFL stuff. Um, but Patrick, twins, we got to talk about them because this is kind of a, this is probably the last time we will talk about them and their 2022 season in any kind of meaningful way, at least until maybe it's over and we kind of reflect a little bit more on it. But um, it uh, losing the first three games of the series to Cleveland when they pretty much needed to win at least three, probably four to have any kind of any kind of realistic pathway. And it was it felt like it was pretty much done anyway, even before they went into it, because they just haven't been able to beat this team regularly lately. But the way they did it, Patrick, the way they did it on Friday um, when, you know, kind of the, the fashion in which they lost, I was at least gratified by the fact that they died doing what they loved, um, which was yes. um, <laughs> building a nice lead from a good but short start from a starter, in this case, Bailey Ober, and then coughing it all up in the bullpen. Yeah, and the uh, it wasn't even all the bullpen. It was uh, not making a play in the field. Nick Gordon kicking the ball, starting the rally, right? Didn't he start the rally? I think so, week? yeah. With a little ground ball, he was gonna, you know, be cute, run around behind it. They, you know, like shortstops do. This was second base, and uh, he started that rally. And uh, they, uh, you know, they ended up giving up three runs, giving up the lead, and then, uh, and then uh, it became inevitable that they were gonna get beat. That was a horrible loss. It was uh, just, just. You know, um, you know, one thing being you get the three run lead and you don't do any that that was typical too. You get the three run lead and you yes. don't do anything to add on to it uh, the rest of the game, and uh, that was terrible. And then, uh, I mean, if if you wanted an exclamation point, uh, Saturday night you uh, get the guy, the free runner on second base for six consecutive innings, and uh, then the one time you get him home. Uh, Derek Rodriguez uh, is one pitch away from getting out of the inning and gives up a base hit to tie it, and they end up losing in, uh, what was it, 15 innings, right? 15 innings, and they scored one run, getting the free runner on second, and uh, five hours, five hours, almost five and a half hours, and they, they end up getting beat anyway with unbelievable opportunities to win it. So, yes. uh, it was just, it was just very uh, typical of them, and uh, and uh, the 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 Friday and the Saturday losses just were so, you know, you know, told us so much about how the season's actually gone since June, basically, <laughs> that all the failings of this team, and uh, well, and you're. And Phil Miller had a fantastic stat on the uh, doubleheader on uh, Saturday. They had three outfield. They had five outfielders who played. Yes, none yes. of them were active at the All Star break. 
None Ooh. of them were here. Oh. None of them were here. At the all-star uh, break. At the all-star break. None of them were here. And they went one for 25. Unbelievable. On the double hitter, the outfielders. Yeah. I mean, they're playing guys that Jake Cave is an Iron Man. He got here. Yes. I, he got here on August 2nd. And uh, with the idea, well, eh, he might get 50. 20 at bats before the year's over right he's been right. there every day he's, he's been there yeah i mean they're just it, it's easy to bash the hell out of them but it's also they're not playing a you, you know if you would have i saw some guy who's pretty good on twitter i can't remember what his name was but he said this if you were given anyone this light up in uh you know june 1st yeah you, this is what you would have predict was going to happen right Yes. Now they they didn't have this lineup all that time, but no. Uh, I mean, here's the here's what got to frustrate you. You looked and say, okay, Buxton is what we thought he was. He yeah. can't play. He's gonna he's not gonna start a hundred games, right? He's not gonna start a hundred games, ninety two games or something like right. that. And uh, I I'm convinced. I became convinced when this whole Patella knee thing came out that the reason he and his agent took a hundred million is they know this is chronic and uh, that, you know, we're never going to, he's never going to be anything approaching a full-time player. And uh, I mean, what, 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 as this season leaves, what, what is there to feel good about? There's about eight or nine guys who were better than you thought they were, right? There's a, did it arise? And, uh, yeah. And some of the really, a couple of Duran was fantastic. Yes. And Griffin Jacks, uh, even though he helped puke the other night was, uh, was way better than we thought. There's a few, there's a few guys that like that, but, uh, Caleb Thielbar, but when push comes to shove, uh, there's really nothing to feel good about as the season ends. Correa is leaving. Uh, Royce Lewis is hurt, not ready to replace him. This Palacios should be playing in Wichita or someplace worse than that. He's god awful. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just, there's just very little to feel good, good about as the season ends. Uh, and uh, they're, they're probably very lucky to. If they finish 500, it'll be, I said 78, 84, I think after they got Korea. And then I said, Korea. And then I said, uh, and when they started showing all the flaws in June, I said, they're still going to be 78, 84. And that's a very good chance. That's what they're going to end up. Being. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, for a season in which, uh, they flirted for, uh, you know, thanks to the division, it's you know the 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 amount of PR uh, value they have as this season leaves is virtually nil, and uh, they uh, you know the attendance has been terrible and uh, they're going to be twentieth uh, in Major League Baseball in attendance and they're going to uh, have by far the lowest attendance they've had at Target Field except you know except for the pandemic year and then last year when they had limited attendance for right. a while. But it's uh, it's 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 a uh, kind of a death march here to the finish now. Yeah, it feels like it. I mean, they just it is, it's it's entirely predictable, like you said, because of everything that you look at with the flaws they already had coming into the season, just being magnified by 
injuries and then Buxton's the big, you know, the big disappointment. They, I mean, cause for, you know, for a while there, he was tracking to, you know, probably tracking to play something in the neighborhood of 115, 120 games, something like that before this, this latest thing. And you knew as soon as it happened, like when it was the knee and the hip, it was like, okay, I know they're saying all the right things they're saying might rejoin them on this road trip. Yeah. Like, road was, trip. yeah New York. He was yeah. going to be in. He's disappointed, boy. He wants to be here, but it's just not yeah. the right time, and it's not not a chance, no. not a chance now. Um, you know, and then the other ones, you know, Kirloff, Larnick is just probably you know a team Blanco. with what the yeah. hell is that about? I'm not, you know, they they were going to rehab him and have him in Cleveland on Saturday, and he played five innings in St. Paul, and yeah, that was it. He's your iron. He's the guy that was right. always your iron man who played through anything. MGM Wine and Spirits is the choice for savings, service, and a great selection of spirits, pre-mixed cocktails, wines, and of course, ice-cold beers and hard seltzers. With over 30 locations throughout the Twin Cities and beyond, there's an MGM near you. Head to MGMWineAndSpirits.com to find a convenient location in your area. Get social. Follow MGM on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news and trends. Make great moments with MGM Wine and Spirits, your locally owned and operated choice for over 50 years. Save time, save money. Shop MGM. They have to really sit down at the end of this year and you know, not, they're not going to blow out Felby. They're not going to blow out Levine. They're not going to blow out Rocco. I don't believe. No, but they have to evaluate everything they are doing philosophically. Yes. This I, idea I was just going to say that. Yes. This idea of pulling out starters the third time. Okay. Because you have some stats. The pressure that puts on your bullpen yes. is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Especially when you don't gonna... have the, especially when you don't have the bullpen to do it. It would be yes, one thing if you yeah. had the bullpen to do it. Yeah, well, the other day they uh he fires all his bullets trying to win the uh game on the Friday night and he uh and he has no one left, you know. But the double header. Yeah, he, he goes into the double header. They they have to really look at what they're doing and of course they also have to look at what they're doing this another thing they have to look at is the theory that they're going to give guys uh what do they what do they call them they call them scheduled days of rest maintenance days yeah the scheduled days of rest in april and may you know, all of a sudden you'd show up in Korea and Buxton wouldn't be in a lineup and Buxton, you could see some of the reasons for it with Buxton it, because they were going to be so healthy down the stretch here. This was going to help them to get, that does not work. It's baseball. If you can play, you play, you put your best lineup out there. You give a guy a day off when he's exhausted. You don't decide on March 27th that, when we play on May 4th, we're not going to play these two guys. Right. It's scheduled day off. This crap about deciding at 1.30 in the afternoon whether Dylan Bundy can face a lineup three times or not is just preposterous. They have to look at all these genius things. They also have to look at all the breaking balls that they throw and put pressure on these pitchers' arms. Mm-hmm. Have to look at that. They don't throw any fastballs. Nobody throws fastballs on this team, and it's harder on the arm. Yep. It's harder on control. It leads to longer counts. Uh, you know, they don't put guys away. You know, field bar should become their role model. He throws a curveball, a fastball. That's all he does. You know, he once in a while he flip a slider up there, but they have to 
you know, they have to stop making, trying to make the perfect pitch to the number eight hitter and go to three and two counts. They also have to look and see what did we do to screw up Jorge Lopez? He came here. He was one of the best relievers yes. in the league. He went after hitters. He was his 97 mile an hour sink. How did we manage to take our wonderful philosophy with the Josh, Josh Kalk world of analyzing pitchers and how we were going to fix everybody. Uh, how did they fix Jorge Lopez and turn him into Emilio Pagan? How did they yes. do that? You know, they got to look at themselves. They, they really have to take a hard look at themselves. And I don't know if they have the uh, suppress. I don't know if they can lower their egos to do so. And they should blow some people out of that. The brain trust, uh, not necessarily coaches, I, although I'm not sure about a couple of the coaches, but not the coaches. Some of the analytical geniuses that they have walking around telling them this is the way they should approach pitching should be called out and that should be said, Hey, you know, go someplace else. We're going to, we're going to go back to a more hardcore philosophy of pitching. And, uh, and again, they, sh they should look at the reason Wes Johnson really left Yes, <laughs> and uh, see, uh, is there something we're, you know, is there something we're doing here with our whole pitching philosophy that is screwed up? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, they need to, I think some of the one thirty crew, needs to go like the guys that are yes. yeah those are the guys i mean you know everybody yeah get rid of this coach get rid of pete Mackey, which you know i wouldn't be totally against just because i don't think he has the personality for that job but uh you know look at the look at the whole thing you're doing here it's you know this this get back to a more of a philosophy of durability in the yes. baseball players. What are, what are we going to do to make these guys uh, durable, make them aggressive? This, uh, the, their pitching is so unaggressive is what drives me crazy. Go after some hitters. And if a guy's cruising through five innings against the Angels, don't hook him because right. two weeks ago, somebody beat him up with a third time around the batting order. They just, oh man, that whole thing. Play with a little bit of feel, play with a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's, you know, a couple of other points on that, and then maybe we'll move on. But um, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think part of this is what turned fans off this year. I think that's, I think this kind yeah. of emotionless decision making, you know, when we saw, you know, I'm not saying Rocco is completely emotionless. He did, you know, he had his moments this year with, you know, in the moment calls. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like decisions, like you said, that are made even before a game context unfolds really, or that, that doesn't yes. really, doesn't really take into account how a game is flowing or what might be coming up tomorrow, things like that. And the other thing is um, it was a perfect example this weekend. One, you pull Bailey Ober and again, Bailey Ober, you know, it's coming off of a long injury. So, but he's made yeah. three rehab starts, I think up to yeah. that point. He's cruising five innings, one hit 70 pitches. Yes. Yes, like yes. you couldn't get one more inning out of Bailey over at least like to, to, and, to and take... when you pull him, you know, you're going to end up using all four of the guys you want to use to try to end the game. Yes. You know? And then you don't you get one more inning out of him. You don't have to use all those guys. You know, right. they got Duran running on fumes, I think. Yes. 
you know, I mean, they have, they, they you got to look at the foundation of his innings, you know, career-wise coming into this game, coming into this season, they've gotten the optimum out of him. And, yes. uh, you know, you, there's no, don't get yourself in a situation where you know you're going to have to use him. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. You're right. I mean, they just, they just, how they've used their pitching is just idiotic in my, in my opinion. And the other point on that before we, before I'll move on to go for football was I think I read a stat. Joe Ryan pitched very well again on Sunday, the game they actually won against Cleveland. So they're six back with 16 to play. Those teams play once more today. Um, but really, you know, that's that's their last chance against Cleveland. It's 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 over. Um, but he he pitched really well. And he, I believe I read a stat though that that was only the second time all year that a twins pitcher pitched. Started the started the eighth inning. Second time all year. Second time all year. I believe Bundy did it once um, when they Gray let him. Gray did it once. Gray never did it. Huh? I don't think Gray ever did it, but um, I think I read that it was the second time a twin yes. starter pitched into the eighth inning. <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, it's you know. I'd like uh, you know. There's a there's a really crude statement to say bleep them, and uh, they, they just. You know, they have made it hard to, you know, now people have overreacted. I, uh, I agreed with hooking Joe Ryan and it turned out it was a good idea, you know, during the no hitter because he wouldn't have been, you know, you wouldn't have gotten what you got out of him yesterday, but it is, it is stupid. You, you just have to, you, you can't put this much pressure out of bullpen that was really a bad bullpen until August. So, uh, and it, you know, who, and, and then when you went and got some relievers, Mike Fulmer turned out to be the best of them. So right. uh, it's, uh, yeah, and yeah, it's just, it's a pitching philosophy that has failed. That's for sure. I looked it up quick. They Sunday. also have to look at how they turn Michael, uh, how they turn Kepler into a complete stiff. That's, uh, that's another thing. How did they, how did their wonderful, uh, theories of hitting and all these things and firing hitting coaches and the like get to a point where this guy goes from, uh, you know, 38 home runs and 90 some RBIs to this. How did they do right. that? How did they, how, what have you done to make your team worse with your philosophy? <laughs> right. That's what, you know, that's what, that's what they got to, that's what they got to look at is how, how have we screwed these guys up? Cause they have screwed up a lot of players. Yes. Um, I, t- I tweeted this sarcastic the other day, too, not to rub salt in the wound of some bad decisions. And we've talked about this before, but I tweeted something like starting to believe that the Twins might not pick up the club options on Randy Dobnik for 2026, 27 <laughs> and 28. They have team options for those three years, Patrick. How he got nine million dollars is, is, is the what's, when it happened, you said. What? <laughs> what? And you know, and he, and he, what he, he had four he, years before. He, he had, yeah, he had, he had pitched pretty well in 2020 and 2021, but there was absolutely no reason to no, sign under no. that contract. Just let the let the let the you know team control years play out. There was no reason to do that. <laughs> oh, they just have done some. You know, that ranks right up there with. Hey, I got an idea. We're running out of outfielders. Let's bring in Billy Hamilton. We can uh, be the yes, go twins. We, we got you the go-go twins. We got you we on the Billy steal. Hamilton. We got you on Billy Hamilton again. That's good. We might steal a base this month. Let's go <laughs> get him. 
Oh, yeah. Now you got me. Now you ruined my day. Just, I'm sorry. My, well, mind, my mind is blazing with abuse. I want to heap on them. So it's, wow. uh, it's bad. Maybe we better. We, we'll save it for the end of the year. We better move on. Speaking of. Yeah. Speaking of disappointment, um, I want to read to you. Um, the Gophers beat Colorado so bad on Saturday. Uh, it was a 49-7, I think was the final, that the, the Colorado athletic director, Rick George, felt the need to put out a statement. I, I saw it on Twitter. I saw it. Uh, someone from, uh, someone from the, our copy desk put it on one of our Slack channels. But it said, Dear Buffalo supporters, like all of you, I've been disappointed to watch our football team struggle this fall, most recently yesterday at Minnesota. I know that our coaches and our student athletes are capable of so much more and that you deserve better <laughs> results. I want you wow. to know that I hear you, hear you. I recognize and understand your disappointment and frustration and perhaps even anger. We have wow. not come close to meeting our expectations this season, blah, blah, blah. Re regardless of your feelings right now on Colorado football, I encourage you to continue our, to support our tremendous football <laughs> student athletes. Why? who need our, your cheers, encouragement, and support now more than ever. And it just talks about hopefully enjoying a home victory Saturday over UCLA. I don't think so, but good luck with that, everybody. So the Gophers are so good. They're forcing the opponents yes. to issue apologies Power for apology. being so bad. Well, there's, you know, the schedule has been, uh, uh, you know, not exactly potent, but their no. numbers are just, what do they outgain the other team by like, 1200 yards or something well, I mean, over 1100 yards they've outgained their uh, three opponents by it's incredible yeah. and uh i you know i uh, go back to when poor goody uh, was left with the schedule where they were going to at colorado at nebraska and at oklahoma oh, right. in, in a five-year period <laughs> and i believe the result that that was when cheating the cheating Christian, uh, Billy McCartney was, you know, the promise keepers, you know, he was one of the greatest cheats in the history of college football, but he was also the founder of the promise keepers. So he was a Christian cheater, but, uh, he, uh, I think it was 58 out there. I was out there for a 58 game against them and they, they have hit the skids about the last 10 years and, uh, they're awful. And, uh, it, you know what? They're going to get left out of the, the whole. Uh, I wonder if they'll get back into the. I wonder if the big, uh, if the when this big twelve, yeah, twelve merger thing comes to life, if they end up in the Mountain West, yeah, you know, or something. I mean, they're gonna. They might be standing on the curb, those people, but they're. Uh, wow, it's. Uh, but the Gophers should get a lot of credit. I mean, they have just been mauling people with this new offensive line, and. Uh, they, you know, they lost Otman Bell, which people are really sad about, but running the ball is their strength anyway. So, uh, and playing defense, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Now, Michigan State, which was supposed to be a tough one on the schedule and still could be, but they go out and get pummeled by Washington. It wasn't even close. Right. Apparently, Michigan State's pass defense is terrible. So we'll see if the Gophers can move that way against them. But, uh, uh, I, the one I was I had this thought about the Gophers. This is like they they a they're good. They're, I mean, Ibrahim is terrific, and uh, and they're blocking for him, and they're doing it. I I think they're you know I'm surprised how good they are. They lost most of their defense, but so far we haven't uh, we haven't seen any downgrade in that at all. But uh, you look at the West. How can they possibly lose it? It's, Wisconsin it's, has to go to Wisconsin's at Ohio State this week. Yeah, they're going to get beat by thirty. 
then they also have to go to uh, Michigan, I believe. Yes, they I believe that's true. Also play Michigan. They also <clears throat> yes. play Michigan. Yes. So, and I thought Purdue might be a team to look out for, and they lose to Syracuse for goodness sakes, and they're they're just terrible penalty wise and mistake wise and turnover wise, and uh, so who's going to beat them? They, I was, they, you know, I was completely ineffective offensively so what are they going to do i mean who's going to be they could you look at this schedule they went on saturday when's the when's their first loss penn you're state? right yeah. penn yeah. state penn state's what november sometime right yes no that's uh it sets up very nicely for them. Is it the thing we don't know is how how good they are because i they've played like three of the worst teams in college football they look you're right they look really good but when sometimes when you play teams that are so much worse than you and, and, and these teams have not just lost to the gophers they've been losing to everybody you know western illinois new mexico state and uh colorado but yeah i mean michigan state is certainly uh, the, this opportunity right to, to show are they really <clears throat> do they really have that juice but even if they lose to michigan state which would be forgivable um it's it's just wide open this this big 10 west is is as bad as i can remember it or at least as wide open nice euphemism by the way patrick did you see last week the iowa all the iowa stuff with the guys who had the have you the cameo stuff have you did you see that <laughs> i don't quite get it how do how do i talk people <clears throat> into doing this am i paying them to do yes, it or you, what? yes so people so yeah the, the camp cameo is this website where you know celebrities sign up for it and okay. you can pay them a certain you pay them a certain amount of money to record a personalized video message for you. And then these guys don't pay any, you know, they could be doing it for a serial killer. And we don't know is that they don't know. They just read they have it. no idea. They just like give they don't me the, do any research. They don't do any research on what they're talking about. Nope. Just give me the money. So they whoever whoever got Fran McCaffrey and who is it? Bob Stoops, I think, to Bob do Stoops it. To, uh, now, did they know they were talking about? Fair, no, Brian Ferris. No, that was the they thing. It was, talk, it was, they were talking about a guy named Brian. They were just right. talking about a guy named Brian who, you know, they, whoever whoever set it up just, just crafted it beautifully and had it sound like it was about just the generic Brian, but it was very clearly used uh, to be okay. about Brian Ferris. It was it was just a, an all time great uh, so Bob fan gig. Bob Stoops has got more money than God. Right. Right. He got Oklahoma paid him hundreds of millions and he's still such a cheap SOB. He's doing these things. What I, is wrong know, with these? You know, sometimes people? sometimes people do these as like their charitable thing or something like that. They donate <laughs> the money to charity. I have no idea what Bob Stoops yeah. and Fran McCaffrey are doing. But yes, um, and Fran McCaffrey is only like I think Fran McCaffrey's rate on 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 it was like fifty dollars. <laughs> Wow! You get Fran so, McCaffrey to record you a twenty-second video message for fifty bucks. Yeah. Well, when do they take their time to do it during the day? He's a I don't know. It's just like coach. What's like, he doing? I don't know. Just randomly my, in a hallway. Hey, can you I, record this now? Congratulations to whoever humiliated these jackasses for taking these cheap. Uh, <laughs> Nobody looks what a good. Bunch of idiots. What a bunch! What are they doing it for? Why would you do it? Send somebody a check instead of doing these. You know what the hell? If you if it's a charity, you know, send somebody a check for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was great. It was great. How about they're getting then? Then they finally win a game, and it takes like twelve hours. Right. Uh, it ended at three in the morning. What he right. had these incredible lightning delays, right? Down yeah, there. it was amazing. 
but yeah, that's go. another. Let me get don't don't get me started on sports and lightning. Uh, <laughs> okay. If you can't see it, you keep playing. Okay. This whole idea there's lightning twelve miles away. We got to stop playing. Drives me crazy. <laughs> That, that makes sense. Okay. I was at the college softball world series with the Gophers. The sun was shining and they made us stop playing for three hours because there was lightning and you know Bartlettsville or some damn place. <laughs> you know? Anyway, okay. So I'm anti I'm anti-lightning delays unless you can see it. Okay. You're anti-delays so everywhere. Yes, I am. Play ball. Let's go. So you you said you had a you had you said you had a Vikings thought that you wanted to connect to the Gophers. Well, my what was connect that? with the Gophers is that you look at the NFC now, and it is we when has it last been this unimpressive, right? Yeah, yeah. And you look at the Big Ten West; it's never been this bad. So there's uh, now we don't know we know less about the Vikings than we do about the Gophers, right? Just I think that's true. Know, yeah, they playing tonight at Philly, and Philly's just mediocre but uh if you know let's say they go in and they look look at look close to what as good as they did against green bay uh and the gophers you look around right now and the gophers have got to be favorites in the west uh who do you you know it's kind of similar to me this year that they they this is the opportunity is huge yeah obviously to be the big wet you know just numerically, it's it's easier in the Big Ten West because there's only seven teams and you might have the best talent. But when you look around the NFC and nobody frightens you. No, if you're good, if you're good, and the Vikings' first team is pretty good, I think. Mm-hmm. If you're good, who frightens you? Who scares you in the, in the whole country? Maybe the, you know, the Rams might get their act together. I don't know. Uh, but uh, it's it looks uh, it looks like you could really have a good year, don't you think? Yeah, I think uh, so. It's it is. I mean, Tampa Bay has a defense that's awfully good. They've only given up 13 points all year. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's. It, I don't think there's a aside from maybe Tampa Bay, and mm-hmm. they're you know they're subject to you know different different whims. There's not a great team over the Giants are two and zero. For the love of yeah, God, with with a point with a point differential of plus four, so they, <laughs> they've uh, they've obviously uh, gotten some stuff. And Green Bay was better against Chicago. Chicago was yeah. terrible. Detroit, Chicago might be the worst team in the division. Detroit actually um, has their act together to a certain degree. They've scored seventy one points this year. They're maybe not the, the pushovers they had been, but they're not a good team still. So I, yeah, you're right. I, it's after one game, they do look like at least one of the six, seven best teams in the NFC and, and capable of making the playoffs. And if they win tonight, you probably change that to being they're probably one of the top four teams in the in the NFC. Yeah, true. Now, uh, San Francisco with Trey Lance breaking his ankle can go back to playing Garoppolo for the rest of the season. And uh, and maybe that lifts them up a little bit because Trey uh, did not look like he was ready to play when he played no. two played two weeks ago so uh uh i mean it's bringing back garoppolo has uh turned out to be a pretty bit of a genius but uh yeah i don't think new orleans is you know they're they're hanging around but i don't think they're very good and uh seattle is terrible and yeah i mean it's there's there is opportunity there and it'll be interesting to watch tonight uh 
because as I said, I I mean they they, they offensively they uh, you know, they have the they have the necessary weapons and their offensive line isn't as rotten as it's been. So uh, tonight will be uh, very telling as to okay, hey, you know this could be uh, this this not only could they win the NFC North, but they could uh, be a, a serious uh, contender to go go to uh, the Super Bowl and get one for the thumb there, get one for the, uh, <laughs> you know, we've waited a long time for that fifth loss and let's, uh, let's go do it. Come on. I was, that was two months old the last time they were even in the Super Bowl, Patrick. So it has been it's a while. It's been a little while. It's been 45 years. Um, yeah. yeah I, I think the thing that that's, that strikes me too is just, I still don't know about the defense. I feel like tonight's game is going to be a shootout. I feel like, I, don't yeah. think, I think both teams are going to have a hard time stopping the other one, especially, you know, Jalen Hurts, like as good as Aaron Rodgers is, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, he will test them in a way that Aaron Rodgers did. Just the way he, the combination of, you know, those RPOs, the runs, the passes, he just, he's got the whole package. Um, he's more accurate than I think people give him credit for. So that will stress them in a way that they just weren't stressed in that first game. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, and, and as I always say, it's, uh, who's going to get hurt, you know, yeah. stay, you know who's, what two guys are you going to lose or, or is it going to be one of those years when you lose six guys? So, uh, it's, uh, who's going to get hurt, but I'm just saying when you, uh, if this team was playing on the other side, you would know that there was really no chance to, you know, really have postseason success but uh in the afc but in the nfc yeah i think anything's possible uh when you look around and i i don't know how the nfl finds itself in this situation with the equality of the draft and everything that one conference would be so much better than the other but it's just the way it's fallen this year so uh yeah there's potential there for them and uh you know, good luck. I mean, it's you can't beat those uh, eight thirty at night kickoffs in Philadelphia if you're going there as a visiting fan. It's just fantastic. Uh, one of the great nights of my life uh, was I was on the way, I think, to the either the American League playoffs or the World Series, but I think it was the World Series. And I stopped in Philadelphia to see the uh, Eagles, who had Herschel Walker play the Cowboys when they were good, right? Okay. Uh, on a Monday night, and you're kicking off at nine ten. Then, yeah, that's and right. I it was walked, right. I walked through the parking lot at six thirty, and everyone was hammered and abusive. And this was the old stadium, which was, you know, people who were there for the playoff game with the Vikings talk about having batteries and beers and stuff thrown at them. That this is a high class crowd compared to what they used <laughs> to get at the bat. And they knew that they could, because the bus was leaving us off, the media bus. No, I didn't take a media bus. I don't know. I had a cab driver drop me off. But I was carrying a bag and stuff. And they, uh, you know, they they knew I was a reporter. And, uh, you know, they, you know, and a stout fellow, kind of, uh, I was full-sized. And uh, the, the, the abuse being heaped on me was for they had no, no idea who i was but <laughs> the foul mouth suggestions of uh the various you know i i got accused of bestiality i think i mean it was unbelievable just, just randomly walking through a crowd <laughs> yes just being 
And uh, it, I thought it was the drunkest crowd I'd ever seen in a sporting event. And this was two and a half hours before kickoff. So uh, if you're a Viking fan going tonight, if you're flying out there uh, this morning, take a helmet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Take a helmet. It um, is. Uh, it is an amazing uh, football and alcohol is uh, is just an it's an amazing uh, thing that uh, the going to you know, college games and getting drunk and uh, going to pro games and getting drunk and staying home and getting drunk. Football and alcohol is a uh, uh, you know football and all I mean alcohol and all sports, but football it's an amazing uh, uh, camaraderie there. Yes. Um... I was disappointed to see the Cowboys manage to sneak out of their game the other day with the win because I was it was it was setting up to be one of my favorite kind of games because they were they were up 17-3 and they had forced the Bengals to punt and then they did the like the, the dumbest thing in football is the thing they did there they jumped off sides yeah on a punt on fourth and four <laughs> gave the Bengals the ball Bengals yeah. scored 14 points after that got it tied up but then they, they ended up winning 2017 yeah well uh what's about what's with the Super Bowl Bengals what what is yeah what a little hangover they, they can't block for Joe Burrow he's just getting yeah. steamrolled yeah yeah and that was a they, problem well, last year too but... the super he got steamrolled in the AFC title game and won and he have nine sacks yes yeah one but uh you're not gonna hold he's not gonna hold up all year if they let him get hit like this man it's not gonna happen so well, it's not just the injury too it's like you take enough hits you start making safe throws and to not have to get hit and that's when your yeah. your offense struggles because that's where you get off field and that was part of the problem with bradford and then cousins you know for some of those years yeah. when the line was so bad it's you know you see you learn not to trust it and then all of a sudden everything is short of the sticks on third down because you're waiting for the rush, even if it doesn't come. So. Did you watch any of the uh, Packers late last night? No, I missed that game. Uh, uh, the uh, <laughs> Rogers, you know, they were, they ran a little uh, play late in the game on third and something, trying to get a first down a little, just a little quick pitch in front of him to this Christian Watson. Yeah. Well, the receiver, the guy that dropped the pass. Yeah. Because the Vikings. And he got blown up, just blown up. I mean, they killed him. And, and Reed Rogers greets him coming back to this huddle, huddle with this big smile on his face. Like, <laughs> what'd you think of that? You know, he, just got, he just got hammered. But uh, he uh, seemed to uh, have a couple of receivers that he, and, you know, one thing they did was throw to the, you know, the, use the running backs a lot more than yes. against the Vikings. But, uh, but that was kind of funny. I, I didn't know why he was so happy. I think he was still <laughs> mad at Watson. Earlier. <laughs> but it was, uh, he's an odd duck, that's for sure. But yes, he is. Yes, but, he is. Oh, anyway, um, that, I didn't exactly, I wasn't focused on it, but I happened to be watching at that moment. Final thought, quick, Patrick. Our loons are now suddenly in danger of missing the playoffs. Got drilled 4-1 by Sporting KC. Continuing, Patrick, our summer (laughs) of mediocrity. Twins are 73-73. and Minnesota United 13-13-6. All of the energy spent going to these games, talking about these teams, and they are exactly both 500. Now, the loons do... Still have a much better chance. We have a two-week international break. 
what are we breaking for? The World Cup field has been decided. The World Cup's coming up this winter. What are we, what is this about? What is, why are we doing this? That's why I hate soccer. The season starts and it ends. That should be your priority. The team yeah. you're playing for should be your priority. This is America. This is not some godforsaken third world country that's got to go play Haiti. Let's just let the international schedule fritter around you. The soccer is bring back the kicks when they their number one priority was playing in their own league. That's the way God intended it to be in the United States of America. Forget this foreign influence of international FIFA crapola. Play your season. If it's not your priority, then you're not a major league. You're a minor league. Okay. I love it. That's my, that's they don't play, you're right. They don't play again until October 1st. Their season ends October 9th. Patrick, it must drive you crazy the length of these seasons because they play. What was their first game of this season? I believe their first, like, I think, I think it was February 26th was <laughs> their opener. So they open yes. like, they open like more than a month before major league baseball. They play 34 games and it still yes. takes them longer to finish their season than 162 game baseball season. Yes. 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 It's because baseball doesn't take an international break. Every they tend play. not to. No, they tend every not to. Week, ah, we're not playing for in the middle of the summer. They don't play for three weeks. That's the season. You know, that's when you want, that's usually when you want fans in the stands, but maybe that's just, uh, that's just how soccer goes. Anyway, we'll see if they can pull it out. They don't play again until October 1st. Like I said, so they got time to regroup. Um, still in okay shape, but we were talking for a while, like getting a home game. That's not going to happen anymore. I'm just sitting there waiting to find out which one is assigned the title group of death that's what i can't wait for the oh, group yes. of death have we determined which is the group of i think death? we i think there was i think we've seen that the draw has been out for a while right so oh, i think yeah, we, forever yeah yeah so i can't remember who the group of death is maybe we're we'll, in the group of death we'll get oh. more group of death talk as time goes on i'm sure <laughs> all right all right patrick appreciate it see you next week all right